This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to the latest episode of Late Boomers. Our guest today is Heather Gadusko. She was an NFL cheerleader, and she can cheer for all of us. She's the author of the book, Girl with a Game Plan. And I'm Mary Elkins. Heather's going to tell us how we can all be superstars in our own lives. She has advice for women on how to do it all because she's done it, just that. Her advice applies to men as well, of course. And we welcome you to Late Boomers, Heather. Thank you for being here. I am so excited to be here with both of you amazing women, and I can't wait to start this conversation. Great. Well, let's start (laughs) by having you tell us about how you arrived at this point in your life. Like, what's your background and your influences? Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. So I am fitness professional. That's what most people know me as, uh, wellness professional. And I have always had a love for movement. I was blessed with parents that uh, loved to move. I had a dad who ran marathons. My mom was always doing aerobics. So I grew up seeing my parents be physically active. And then, of course, they got me into gymnastics and dance and sports. So when I went to college, I decided I was going to major in kinesiology, which is the study Mm -hmm. of movement. And I minored in dance. And I also was blessed to meet my husband of 25 years in college um, and uh, came out with a teacher certification, taught health and phys ed for a little bit, At the same time, I had decided, you know what, I'm going to go audition to be a Philadelphia Eels cheerleader. And I went down with some girlfriends that I had from college. We were all dancers and really just went down for the experience of that one day, right? And little did I know that one day led into becoming a Eagles cheerleader. And I did that for two years while I was teaching full time and decided, I, you know, I was like, hey, husband, let's try to have a family. Even though like cheering was amazing and I loved my teaching job, my biggest calling in life is uh, being a mother. So Mm -hmm. I am blessed to say that I have three amazing humans um, and my oldest is already 22. I have a 20-year-old and then a 14-year-old. Yeah. So it's crazy. Oh, you didn't wait long. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I I. I mean, I cheered when it was, you know, back in the 1900s, so 1999. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1900s. Okay. Yeah, I guess it was. yeah. So it's quite a while ago. Um, and if there's any Eagles fans out there, it was when Vet Stadium. So that stadium is no longer standing, but I got to cheer in that stadium. Oh, wow. Yeah. Iconic, so I. Right? Oh, so iconic. So many lessons that we can talk about. And then from yeah. there, obviously, I was 
all in on being a mom. So I was a stay-at-home mom, but there was always that thread of wanting to still lead people in movement. So I always had, um, you know, it, back at the day, back in the day, it was aerobics. Now we call it group fit, group fitness, group exercise. So it was always teaching and doing directing. And then I got this feeling that, hey, you know what? I could open my own gym and provide women who mm. don't feel comfortable enough to come in and exercise and just women. And I did it. And I just decided I'm going to go for this. An opportunity presented itself that I could open a very small studio inside where my daughter was doing gymnastics. So I was already there. And I thought, well, this is a no-brainer. I'm oh, going that's to- that's great. That wasn't yeah. even in your bio. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I owned a gym for 10 years called Sweat Like a Girl. And it was amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so amazing. You know, what's funny is I was teaching fitness classes at the time and a woman came up to me and she said, hey, have you ever taken a pole, pole fitness class? And I said, no. And I thought, well, this might be my niche market, right? Because at the time there was no other pole fitness studios in my area. So I thought, well, my competition is really low, right? So I can't really go wrong, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So I found a certification. I got trained in a weekend to learn how to teach pole. And, you know, in, in with my existing fitness background, it was very easy for me to pick up. And again, I was going to be teaching beginners. So I opened mm-hmm. my pole studio with all of the other fitness offerings that I love to do as well. And it just took off and it was amazing. That's so hard wow. to do. I, I was at Cirque du Soleil oh. and I, I saw this amazing pole. Yeah. I don't want to call her a pole dancer. She was a pole artist. Amazing. But yeah. I have to ask you, I was going to ask you how you got what happened and how you became a Philadelphia Eagles cheerleader. But what, but you already mentioned that, but you did mention there were a lot of lessons that you learned from that. So what was that takeaway? So, you know, from, from the, the Eagles cheerleader uh, opportunity that I had um, working, you know, as an NFL employee, Philadelphia Eagles employee. I mean, you're working for this huge, amazing organization. So you mm-hmm. just level up, you know, you level up the way you carry yourself and, uh, you know, just talking about it, you see me sit up a little taller. So you learn mm-hmm. to, uh, be more confident and you learn to really just embrace the fact that you're in this position that other, other, you know, especially like little girls are looking up to you and you want mm-hmm. to be, there for them in a positive light to be strong. So yes, there is that feeling of that you're, you know, you're kind of like flashy and dancey, but you're also just a really great role model for younger girls. And, um, it was amazing to be part of that. It was amazing to be part of the sisterhood. Um, despite what you might think we have a really great alumni group now as well. So it's just one of those things that it's such a great thing to be a part of. And the, the women that are in there, um, friends for life. And we were all full-time other things. We weren't just cheerleaders. Like I said, I was a full-time health and phys ed teacher at the time. There were girls that were still in college learning to be doctors. We Mm -hmm. had, um, a girl that had just served her time in the Marines. Mm -hmm. So just a very eclectic group of women and our directors at the time just expected the best out of us. And then when you have that, you start to expect that out of yourself outside of just cheering. So that's what I feel like the biggest lesson is, is that I can always 
work at a high level and present myself in my best light and behind the scenes, work hard, do the work so that when it's time to shine, you're able to do that with ease, right? That's yeah. really great. That yeah. you take it forward into what else you're doing and everything else yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Um, tell us why a girl needs a game plan because your book is called Girl yeah. with a Game Plan. And it why'd you write is. that book? Why'd you, that, what is that's that? That's a great, great question, Kathy. That's a great question. And I have a perfect answer <laughs> because I wrote the book. <laughs> yeah. I hope you do have a perfect answer for that question. <laughs> so, so I was talking about my gym, right? So this was my life. I had sweat like a girl. Things were good. You know, the year 2020 comes around and we all know what happened in the year 2020, right? It was only four years ago and I had my very successful gym. I had my oldest who at the time was a senior in high school. I had a junior in high school and a fourth grader. And uh, the shock and loss of my oldest senior year just was mm -hmm. heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking for me as a uh -huh. mom because yeah. it's something that you look forward to that. And she was a track athlete. So we missed her oh. track, you know, her final track season. You miss her prom. You, she was an art student. She missed her big art show and graduation, something that kids look forward to as well as parents. So that was all taken away. So I'm trying to be there for my oldest. And then I also had my son right behind her. So he was also experiencing things. Luckily, my fourth grader was just like a butterfly and she was just, you know, fine with everything. And then I had my gym community, right? So I had this massive uh, group of women that were like family and I had to close my gym. So mm. I took to Facebook Lives uh, and I would show up every single day on Facebook Live for anyone, not just my gym community. So it was open to the public. That's specifically why I didn't use Zoom at the time because I wanted somebody who was like aimlessly scrolling on Facebook to see the energy and the love that I was exuding that day to if it would help them, then it was it was and it was helping me too. So through that screen, because you can chat back and forth, it was so helpful. However, in showing up every single day and pouring my heart out to my gym community, as well as trying to help my family through this, I lost sight of who I was and what mm. my purpose here was for. And I kind of just got fizzled, you know, that sizzle got fizzled, became a shadow of myself. And by the mm. time the, the world started to open up, uh, I just, I didn't feel anything. I felt just kind of a flat line when I walked in my gym and I just lost that loving feeling. It's kind of like mm. when you fall out of love with something, I just fell out of love with, with really my, my essence. And I talked myself into, uh, closing my gym. So in 2021, I closed my gym and, um, I talk about it in the book. I let the opponent mm. in my head, um, get the best of me, wasn't playing defense and, um, ended up closing my gym much to the shop of shock of my gym community. And then took that whole next year and just, it was, um, just felt very lost and confused, was still training people and never stopped teaching fit, do, um, offering fitness. So I was doing it out of my home now. Um, and 
had this idea again on my heart, similar to how when I started my gym and just really leaned into it that all of these things that I've done in my life, I was an athlete, I was a cheerleader, I was a fan of my kids' sports, I would even coach them, you know, would referee to to help. So I had all of these different portions of a game and it just made mm-hmm. sense to me that this is how we live our lives. And we need to get really comfortable with the losses as well as the wins, just like athletes do. And you need to be able to come back. You need to have that resiliency to come back. So I started my journey learning how to become a published author. And through the book, not only is it helpful for other women, but it was a tool for me as well to mm-hmm. allow you myself. You got the title first, the title <laughs> came to you first no. and that's how you wrote it? No. No. No, it was it was more of uh, you know, like I would coach clients and and say, "Come on, like you got to be your own cheerleader, like let's go or you know, you got to be your fan, love yourself." So it was all these little <clears throat> pieces, right? That kind of found them way into the book. Um, I didn't have the title till till close to the end. Like I still have oh. all of my brainstorming sheets on there. Um, so I didn't have that actual title or the the um, subtitle. So the subtitle is really important too, from bench warmer to superstar of your life in eight weeks. So mm-hmm. the eight weeks is arbitrary, but it just it gives you a an, a, a set of time. But it's more the bench warmer to superstar. So you know I allowed myself to be benched back in 2020, right? I allowed yeah. that to happen, but I'm resilient and I wrote this book. I'm now a published author. I'm on podcasts. I'm getting on stages and I'm now helping other women, whether it's a global pandemic, whether it's a car accident, whether it's your kids just left for school, whether you're like my oldest, who's going to be graduating from college soon. We mm-hmm. all have different seasons of our life and we never know when we're going to be benched or we bench ourselves and to be able to have this plan and action is going to help us to have that superstar mindset of faith, strength, and resiliency and an overarching love. I love that. That's, that's really great. Um, great. Yeah. Uh, I, I was yeah. going to ask what you've learned over 25 years of training and instructing women in fitness and wellness. Is yeah, that the basic so much. takeaway? Yeah, it's um and and this is part of why I wanted to write this book to change to help change the mentality that we have as women. Um you know, for years and still women will seek out me, um come to my gym, want to train with me because they don't like something about themselves. They're coming to me from a place of hate instead of a place of love. So instead of coming to to join the gym, how many people join the gym because they hate the way their belly hangs over their, their pants or they, you know, I hate this. And how do I get rid of this back fat? And, you know, it's always, how do I get rid of this? And I hate this very seldom. Is it, is it, Hey, I feel so good. And I want to allow myself to have a long health span, not just lifespan. I don't just want to be here to live a long life. I want to be here as long as I can and live healthy. And I want to love myself so much that I'm coming from a place of love to take care of myself. And that really comes back down into that heart and soul of each person that, you know, it's not just about fitness. We really need to dig in and get to that superstar and have that shine out. And when you come from that place of love, then the fitness becomes so much easier. Then the healthy eating becomes so much easier. Oh, that's well, great. That's yeah, but you have to be like a psychologist too, then, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's funny because because I mean, when I, they come to you and complain about stuff and say they hate it, you have to turn that around on them. Yeah, and get them to re- yeah. So get them to rephrase, right? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I, I do, I am constantly, I, I consider myself a lifelong learner. So I'm constantly, mm -hmm. and I talk about it too in the book, uh, you know, part of who we are is who we surround ourselves with, right? So one right. of the roles is you have to be your own coach, but we may not know how to coach ourselves in everything. So we need assistant coaches. So for me to help coach my clients in the psychological aspect, and I want to help them personally grow, I have listened to so many different podcasts. I, I you know, read books. Um, one of like, I have books all around. This is my newest book to get through. It's, um, you know, Ed Milet's The Power of One More. He is a great podcast. Um, Joe Dispenza, um, all these different thought leaders that provide me with that fuel to not only help myself, but also then help other clients that come to me. And it's become so much more than just how, learning how to do a push up correctly. It becomes like, yeah. I want to love myself beyond this because 30 minutes that I spend with you. I want to, yeah. I want to live a great life. Because yeah. you have to keep refilling yourself in order to give out mm, so much right. to other people. Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. and the, it's so beautiful that we live in this world of technology. So technology can be detrimental, right? We can cloud ourselves with noise and distractions, which a lot of us do. Um, and what I'm hoping to teach more people through the book, through podcasts, through speaking is let's curate our social media feeds to help build us up. Find mm -hmm. those thought leaders that are giving you messages of love and light and, you know, giving you quick little tips here and there instead of things to bring you down. And that's what's something too that I feel like I really lost myself in that year of 2020 because the messages in the world were so heavy. Yeah. And I really. just, I think too, like I just got so upset because I thought there are some major problems going on in this world and how are, how is one person going to fix it? And that's when I just decided that I'm going to just focus on my world, the people that I can reach out and touch. And if I can change their lives, then it creates a ripple effect. And if their life is a little bit better and they're able to inspire those people, then it just blossoms out. And that's the idea of the, the superstar. The superstar is our spirit, right? It's our love. It's our light. So, you know, a superstar is you. And we don't have to see our name in lights to be a superstar, right? So you might live by the Hollywood sign, right? So you see a lot of superstars and lights, but we can all be our own superstar and shine the light from within to inspire others. And that's what I believe a superstar is. Mm. Mm. Great. You know, I <laughs> wanted to ask you then if there were some pitfalls that women should watch out for. Yeah, there's always pitfalls. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be, you have to be your own biggest fan, right? And I have a foam finger right here. So, but yeah, I mean that. <laughs> yeah, you do. And I do believe that everybody needs a foam finger in their life to remind themselves <laughs> they are their biggest fan. So yeah, you have to be your own biggest fan. You have to be your cheerleader. You have to be that player passion, because that's what life is. It's it's pitfalls, right? You're walking along, you fall in a pit. You're walking along, you trip over a rock. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You just never know. So that's what the game plan is about. It's about getting really up close and personal with your real life, being authentic with the fact that you're going to wake up and some days you're just not going to feel it. And that's okay. But 
let's be aware of that happening and how can I turn it around for the next day? So my book culminates in a game planner. My book Mm -hmm. is all about you. It's about Mm -hmm. this is the plan, but you're going to fill it in. You're going to reflect on it so that when you do hit those pitfalls, whether it's a diet, uh, fitness, you get laid off at a job, you don't get the job you want, like all of the things in life. Like, let's get used to the fact that life is not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. So let's take that hard and use it to set us up, take that setback in life and use it as a setup for the next thing we want to do. Well, you spoke about social media and we know that it's creeping into all areas of our lives. So how has that affected our wellness on all levels? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it, a lot. You can really feel bad on social media if you yeah. sit and so get bad, it too much. So bad. And it it really or sometimes um, you can feel absolutely great. So yes, yes. So so um, you know, like I love setting aside time to do mindless reels, watching mindless reels and sending them to like my husband, sending them to my oldest daughter. It's kind of a fun way to keep in touch. You send funny reels. So absolutely there's a time and place for sending the funny stuff, right? (laughs) But set a limit, maybe set a timer. If you know you get stuck in that rabbit hole, which is so easy, right? We've all done it. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. That's why it's made that way because Mm -hmm. it is easy to get stuck in it. So set a timer Mm -hmm. if you're, if you want to go seek out some fun, entertaining things. The other flip side is, again, you could follow things that are bringing that energy down in your body. If you're watching something and it's not helping you in your day, then turn it off or stop following that person. And then the other thing too is it also, we co- we're comparing ourselves to people that we may or may not know on social media. We're seeing their lovely family photos. We're seeing their lovely family vacations. We're seeing them get the job, their kids graduate. And then you look at your own home and you're like, oh gosh, my highlight reel, that's their highlight reel. And we don't realize that, that they also have all of the lowlights too. And we're, we're, we compare mm-hmm. our low light reel to their highlight reel, which leads to a lot of that opponent, which I talked about. The opponent, the biggest opponent in our life is, is ourself. That's right. It's not the person that's doing the posting, right? It's our interpretation of what we're seeing. It's our interpretation of how we take on life. So if we can play defense against that and say, hey, you know what? let me come from a place of love and let me love on that girl who just posted a picture of her family and wow, good for her. And I'm still okay in my life. Now that's not easy to do. It's very hard to do because comparison is the thief of joy. So if you don't come from a place of love and I've suffered from low self-esteem and a lot of comparison in my life, which sounds crazy because I've done all of these things, but I, it's one of the biggest things that I suffer from is playing that defense on the to the opponent. So it's really important that you you acknowledge it, right? That you have that awareness and that's part of your daily warm up is to say, okay, what's my negative thought? What's the most reoccurring thought that I'm having? And I have you write it down and then cross it out and then flip it and write it the other way because most of the time it's not true or there's, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a thread that's of truth right. to it. But if we become aware of it, then we can move forward. And it's just like, I used to play field hockey. So I'm on the field and I'm playing. If I'm just in the backfield, kind of doing my own thing, I'm busy. 
I'm moving, but I'm not productive. I'm not moving forward into the opponents or to my goals. So we have to attack those opponents, whether it's somebody outside of us or inside of us, and then say, okay, I'm going to get past you, dodge, and now I'm at my goal. Maybe I win, maybe I lose, but look how much I grew getting there. So how much, how often do you disconnect? Do you have a time of day or a week where you just put away the phone um, and so social media? For personally, for me, I like last night, perfect example. I was lying in my bed and um, my my daughter was who's at college. She was also on. So we were just having fun sending our reels back and forth. And I did that for like a half hour. So typically if I do it, it's later in the day. I have to really be careful because I do work from home. So if I go into my kitchen and I'm making, you know, my lunch and I just open up my my cat, my phone, and I start to scroll. Like sometimes I'll lose some some minutes there <laughs> doing that. <laughs> so I have to be mindful, right? Yeah. It's very easy to get stuck in there. So again, setting that timer can be really helpful. But yeah, I mean, when you have this device that has everything you need, it's so easy to get distracted, right? And that's what the game plan helps you for. Actually, I help you formulate a plan that is step by step, but you're creating it for your life. It's not cookie cutter. So what is your game plan for 2024? Oh, my game plan. My game plan is to talk to amazing women like you. Um, I've had a ton of fun being a guest on podcasts. I want to get on stages. I've done some um, networking Mm -hmm. uh, meetings where I get to talk to other business professionals. Um, So I want to get on stages and do massive groups of women and get them like a pep rally. Let's go. Let's go. And I, you know, I have Mm -hmm. my pom-pom. So, you know, getting everybody have pom-poms, uh-huh. let's get excited. You know, we get excited mm-hmm. for a sports game. Why not get excited for our own life? What if we, you know, wake up every single day and rise and shine like a superstar, right? So if I can get people in a room and get generate that energy like I used to with my fitness, wow, how amazing that would be, right? So that's my goal. Um, so just to reach more people through my book and speaking and coaching. Yeah. And does that translate into a month by month, week by week goal setting? Do you yeah, break it so down? Do I, you break it I down? do. I follow my book. I, I have one on my desk here and I write in it just like I have everybody else do. So I am, I'm following my step-by-step game plan. I do it in eight week segments. So, you know, um, when I was writing the book, published, becoming a published author, right. took me longer than eight weeks. So it's like, okay, so in eight weeks, what am I, what do I need to get to do in eight weeks to get me a little bit closer? So when you chunk your big goal, um, into uh-huh. a smaller, more right. achievable goal. It keeps you motivated. And here's the thing, you know, I always hear, I'm not motivated. It must be so easy that you're so motivated, Heather. And I, I'm not always motivated. I wake up early to do an online class um, where I teach people virtually at 5.30. I'm really not a morning person. On the weekend, I could sleep till like 10 o'clock probably. So my body is just like, I'm really not into this, but I do it. Am I motivated? No, not really. The reason I do it is because I'm doing it to wake up to teach someone else. I am inspiring and helping someone else. And that's a big thread of the being your own player, right? Your player passion. When you can have something greater than yourself to do it, then you can take action because you know you're helping someone else. And then after you take that action, 
more motivation, the motivation comes, right? Yeah, so that's you have so much energy and, and it, it sounds like giving yourself that energy is what, what brings you the spark to be your own superstar. But you're yes. funny because you say you're not motivated, but you get up at 5.30 in order to help people. That to right. me is being motivated. That's yes. like so much motivation. Right. And that's, that's, that's what's what, getting you out of bed. And that's what I, I have the, the, the readers do. So your player, so like your goal in the girl with the game plan, ha- it has to be something that you feel passionate about. So, you know, helping mm-hmm. someone else I'm passionate about at 5.30 AM. I'm not my best self. <laughs> going to be honest. I'm not Uh-oh. quite not quite as bubbly and prettier than as I am right now, but uh, <laughs> I do my best and I show up and I provide a great workout for the women that show up. Because of that, I'm able to push through that kind of yucky part for me. Same thing when I was writing my book. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to write a book. And then you get into the nitty gritty and you're like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. It was, it would have been so easy. I forget the percentage of people that start writing a book and then never finish, never finish. but it's big, right? Well, it's what, what were the steps huge. in doing that? What, I mean, what kind of steps did you take yeah. in writing your book? Well, uh, just having, again, sitting my butt down, making it happen and keeping that idea of this is bigger than me. And when I complete it, it's going to help somebody else. So again, having that idea of service or helping and inspiration for someone else is going to help. And then again, it's a, it's a getting my, the appropriate assistant coaches. I never wrote a book. So I, um, I hired a company called Self Publishing School and they had modules, they had coaches, they had um, group meetings that you can jump in on. You can get the training that you need, right? So I learned. Yeah, and we should them. point out to the listeners that your book isn't just a book to read. Mm-mm. It includes reflections and a planner. Yeah. And so talk about why you did that for the reader. Yeah. yeah. So actually, um, the coaches that I had initially met with and a few women that I, you know, was telling about my book, they said, well, why don't you do two books? And then you can, you know, have the, the book and then you can have the planner and you can have two options to sell. But I didn't want that. I wanted, I wanted somebody to purchase this and have just this to be their handbook, their guidebook, their playbook, their game plan. So they can For put the it people next people watching their- YouTube. Let's see what it looks like on the cover. Yeah. yeah. Hold so it this up. is yeah. my, my, yeah. my, it's, it's, that's my proof. It's topic. a very big book so, too. Yeah. 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 Space to write because there's places to yes. write in there. Right. Yeah. So there's I want to order that. I haven't had a chance to order it yet. There's so many spaces. It's hard to see with the lights, but um, yeah. there yeah. you go. Yeah. And the, I, the thing I, is, when too, I was prepping this, I wish I, I wished I already had it in front of me. I didn't have a chance yeah, to order it. And it's not just like it's not like school where it's like a question and fill in the answer. It's like, okay, here's the background for why I'm asking you this question. And then also here's my personal story of how I might answer it, or here's my background to why I'm asking you this. So mm-hmm. everything yeah. has a purpose in in getting you there. So for each role, so there's actually nine roles that you go through and you're going through this reflection. I call them strategies, superstar strategies. Um, and you go through these mm-hmm. strategies and by the end of each role, you come up with a star action. So you, so by the end of what I call the preseason, right? So the preseason is where you show up and you put in the hard work. So you're 
you create the star action that is going to translate specifically into your competition season, which is your eight week season. You already have the work done. You're just inputting what you've already devised for yourself. And then you're doing a morning warm up, which takes five minutes. It's like a mental warm up with different roles. And then you finish with an evening cool down where you're giving yourself that reflection. And that's where you say, Hey, did I win today? Did I lose? And if I did lose, how can I learn from it? So that's a learning loss. And again, to get really comfortable with losing. Okay. Losing mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're a failure, right? It just right. means that you you need some more growth in a certain area. Or you know what? Maybe your kid got sick and you missed your fitness class. Stuff happens mm-hmm. and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's not beat ourselves up for things we can't control. Let's continue to move forward. And again, coming from that place of love. I love myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you do better us, tomorrow? Can you give us some examples of how someone can live like the superstar of their own lives? Can, as far as yeah. the examples that you give in your book, yeah. So the the beauty of it is that it can be used for any season in your life. Um, I just uh, got done doing a two hour workshop for girls that are uh, doing a pageant. So for oh. those women that are stepping out into doing something that they're not you know, they've never done. Uh, we went through and how this game plan can be used for somebody breaking into the pageant world. Um, I'm talking with, um, a sorority about getting into a sorority Greek life to talk to college girls about this because they need, they need some guidance, <laughs> those college <laughs> yeah. girls, right. Um, and giving them a game plan. So, you know, it's, and you know, myself, I'm almost an empty nester. I still have my 14 year old, but you know, I know now how fast time goes. And in four years, she's going to also be out the door. Um, so, you know, dealing with that gut wrenching feeling of emptiness and knowing Mm -hmm. that there's other women that it's like, okay, well, I just spent the last 18 years of my life being a mother for this person who pretty much just laid me off from my job. Right. You feel that's what it feels Mm -hmm. like. Oh, it's awful. But then you got to so, find a way to be a superstar anyway. Yes, right? Yeah. Cause there's so much beauty. And I, and I love the fact that this it's, it's almost like this awesome feeling that I, I feel is spreading that we as women can completely reinvent ourselves in the second half of our life and do so many amazing Yeah, you posted things. on Instagram about how you had a couple of clients. One was late 60s and one mm. was early 70s. Yes. And how they're learning and what they're working on. Yeah. That's so it's, pretty it's interesting. Amazing. Everybody should look at your Instagram. Yeah. That's pretty inspirational you. when you hear about stuff like that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, when I was writing the book, um, I was getting coached on like try to niche down into a specific woman in a specific area. And, you know, it was, it's kind of the way I had my gym. I had all women at my gym. I had, I had moms that would bring their like eight-year-olds that would do the class with us. I had, you know, teenage girls. I had 20-year-olds. I had older women too. And we all coexisted. And I had super, superstar athletes. And then I had women that had never stepped foot in a gym that hated the gym. And we all coexisted together. So we are more alike at all the different ages and stages in our lives. And if we, you know, and we have so much to offer too. So when we all are together, like, you know, my mom is going to be 70 this year and she has so much wisdom that I don't have yet. And it's like, I got to that stage where my oldest left and I was like, oh my gosh, 
I was so mean to my mom. Now I know like why, why I made her cry, you know? And it's, it's like, you get this realization that, oh, wow, we can really learn from each other. And if we could help the younger generation see that earlier, how great that would be. And I truly believe like, again, Mm -hmm. it it comes back to that love. Like, let's Well, I was, I bet Mary was relating to what you said, because Mary and I have been told several times, many times to niche down on our podcast and like narrow down, like who's your listener. But we keep finding out that we have listeners of both genders, all genders and and all ages. We've got a really wide range of lists. So we don't really want to niche the podcast too narrowly because we do find that we get a broad range of people gaining different things from different episodes. And it's so true because every age has its wisdom and every age has its beauty. And every age, as we go through the times, whether it's 2024 or 1994, we all learn so (laughs) much that we can pass on. Yeah. 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 And you know what? Aging, Aging is great. Like, I always say, like, if you're not aging, that's a problem because you're not here anymore. Like, let's let's be happy for mm-hmm. another day in the yeah. life of us. And aging is part of life. So let's get used to it and let's enjoy and love because none of us at the end of the day are getting out of here alive. Right. That, that's no. right. So let's, that's right. Let's but shine our can, light, baby. You got and it. Can and you ho- explain? Go out of here with a yeah. smile. <laughs> and I want you to explain the differences in your book in the off season preseason mm-hmm. and competition season. Yeah. Those are yeah, chapters so, in your book that relate to absolutely. our lives, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So again, going back to that busyness of our world, whether it's being, you know, the noise of social media or the noise of our job and just going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and not taking that time to be in the present moment and to be aware. Something that we probably didn't have need to do back in the 80s and 90s because life wasn't so cluttered because we have this device in our hand and we have access to everything, everyone at every given time, we actually need to step away from that. So that's what the off season is about. It's about ah, taking that season. time for awareness. And it starts out with you know, going through the first superstar strategy and doing a visualization of what does your superstar look like to you? What does it feel like? What is that energy inside of you? And then from there, taking you through, through some questions that are not easy to answer, like who who am I really? What, how do I spend my time on any given day? So it's basically a snapshot of who you are right now. And the biggest concept to learn from that is to be able to answer these questions and look at yourself in a non-judgmental way and not feel guilt for if you haven't worked out for years, if you spend too much time on social media, if you're not in the job that you love, just to be open and accepting, right? To have that acceptance of, okay, this is who I am. It may not be where I want to be, but let me love on that part of myself so that I can then go ahead and make it better. And said again, coming from hate because we're not going to be able to accomplish things or, and it won't last if we're, you know, doing something from a place of hate. So that awareness, the off season, you have to get through. And then the preseason, 
just like an athlete, they show up, they're working hard before any competition happens. So that is the time that you're going through each one of those nine roles, creating your star action so that when it's time for the competition season, this is where it opens up into a planner. You get the week ahead, you get your daily journals, and then you are already set. It's just a matter of inputting it. And the beauty of this is by the time you get to the competition season is You've taken the time to look at your own life. I'm not feeding you something that's saying, hey, okay, work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5.30 with me, and then you need to eat this for dinner, and then you need to have this. It's it's based on you. It's finding an on-ramp to your fitness. It's finding that on-ramp to learning how to take that meditation time. And it mm-hmm. is for you. We don't live in this you know, before and after photo world as much as Instagram and Facebook would like us to believe. We are not a static photo. We are constantly moving, constantly evolving. Let's yeah. live in the gray area. It's okay to have birthday cake and the next day you can eat really clean. And then the following day, if you want to have your muffin, it's fine right? So finding the balance that works for you. There's no right or wrong. And let's just get really used to like enjoying our lives and stop worrying so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. What great advice. Um, You know, in your 2020 bench season, you must have mm-hmm. had, the, you must have practiced the off season work. Is that true that you, you read and uh, what went into that? Yeah. So from, from the time, um, yeah, I was throwing myself into all this self-help, all the personal growth. Um, one of my mentors, uh, Petra Kolber, she wrote a book called the perfection detox. Um, she was, she was great. Um, actually had a, a, an opportunity to work with her for a bit. So she was really instrumental in allowing me to grow mindfully and emotionally and spiritually. Um, and then, yeah, just, and I, I talk about it in the book, I call it car university. So whenever I'm in the car, I'm either listening to a podcast, listening to an audio book or listening to music that is pumping me up and getting me excited. Uh, so I actually have a playlist I, and in the book we call it the fight song. So make a playlist of all of the songs that get you excited and pumped up. Same thing. I have indexes after each role. So I have podcasts on there that I love. I have books in there that I love. And that's again, easy assistant coach. You don't have to pay for it, right? We live in this beautiful age podcast like this one. You get yeah. all of this free advice for healthcare and wellness. Let's use it. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. And Heather, what would you like our listeners to have as a takeaway today? And maybe include some of the things you uh, share on your Instagram with what you give away or what you talk about in yeah. your program. So the biggest takeaway, you know, if you're listening to this and thinking, how can I implement this? Obviously you could get the book, right? Get the book. That'll be, it's a mm-hmm. step-by-step. Um, and on Amazon, you can get the Kindle for $1.99, oh. which is amazing. But even still the paperback, I highly recommend because you can actually write in it. I'm old school. I do believe uh-huh. there is power in the written word. There so is. I do like to write. Um, so you have that. Um, but, you know, takeaway right now today is gratitude, 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 gratitude. There is so much energy in feeling gratitude for this moment in time. The fact that we are all here alive and well, just today, I got stuck on the highway for about 45 minutes. There was an accident up ahead and, you know, could I have gotten upset because I missed my, I had to reschedule my client. 
Absolutely not. I was, you know, sending some prayers to the people involved in that accident. God bless them. I hope they're okay. I still haven't heard. Um, you know, so I'm sending prayers to them. I'm also, you know, just taking that time to look around and just be joyful for the fact that I have this extra time. Now I can finish that podcast that I was listening to. Now I can look through my calendar and sit, you know, figure out my day. So how can I, how can things work for you? So to look around and be grateful for the state that you're in right now, and that beautiful energy will allow you to move forward. And then the other thing too is to stop and go look at yourself in the mirror right now, wink at yourself and say, hey girl, you look good. <laughs> I yeah. love you're, that. You're so right <laughs> on our great. path because we've had so many of our guests when we ask them that say gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah. I always try to start my day with that. And it's kind of a funky day when I forget to do it. Because yeah. even if you're in that habit, it's real easy to forget it. So I'm Absolutely. glad for the reminder. Yeah, I, and take it a right step in my further. Alley. And yeah, I always and- tell people if you're stuck on the freeway, be glad you're not the people up in front that, that cause Absolutely. the stop. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. 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 And take that gratitude a step further and text, text somebody. I love you. I am so oh, grateful I love for you. that. That's great. Yeah. Make, make someone else's day better too. Yes. That's yes. terrific. Yeah. I love it. Oh, thank you yes. so much. Heather. Yeah. That's, and then that's, of course, you know, on, on, in my book, I have links, um, lots of freebies, um, in my book. So you can get downloadable game planners for yourself. Oh. You can get, um, uh, that shine visualization. So that little quick meditation where you're really trying to shine that beautiful light and put a picture a visual to it. Um, and that was actually my, one of my latest Instagram posts is the beautiful image that the Uh one woman came up with. Um, and I, I gave some other examples and then my superstar, uh, looks like, like a superhero. She's like in some really fun, tall boots and very athletic. (laughs) And, you know, I shoot laser beams of love and light out to everybody. So that's that's Um, one person. And one person was an angel and one person was a mermaid. I loved reading about that. Everybody should go look at her Instagram page. Everybody don't miss it. Also mention about, mention about the calls that you do. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, 15 minute free call with me anytime. Let's chat. No strings attached. Sometimes it's just nice to talk to another human and, you know, get some motivation, get a nudge, a little pep talk, right? Everybody needs a little pep talk in their life. Um, I actually have some, and oh, actually, um, in my book, you can download, you can go to a specific page, um, on my website and there is a pep talk with me and getting you ready to read the next chapter. So um, I already have those in place. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about, it's it's about energy. Keep it going. So interactive. (laughs) You made the book so interactive. Because you know what? It's hard. It's hard to do the work on yourself. So I knew Mm -hmm. I was writing this and I thought, you know what? Women are going to read this and they're going to be like, this is really great. And then they're going to put it down and not write in it. And they're not going to do it. Right. So we all do that, don't we? We've all done yeah. that. With oh, yeah. So many yeah. good, good yeah. planners. And- so I thought I'm going to put, I have a picture of me. I have a picture of me with a thought bubble in on the different pages in the book saying like, you got this. Let's go. And then in addition, I have pep talks. And then I also have one-on-one MVP coaching that I actually walk women through the parts of the book because it is a little bit hard work, right? So if you don't mm-hmm. have that motivation, if you can't take that action on your own, 
call me. Call me, maybe. All right. Well, yeah, I, I know that. It. I think a lot of people are going to do that. Thank you so <laughs> much, Heather. It's great. Our guest today in Late Boomers has been Heather Gajusko, author of Girl with a Game Plan. You can find Heather and order her book for sure at Heather Gajusko. That's H-E-A-T-H-E-R-G-I-D-U-S-K-O dot com with a right slash book and yes. get inspired by our posts on Instagram at Heather Gajusko. Thank you, Heather. You're the, you're just such a, a light, a shining light in our lives. And I know our audience will love you too. Yay. Thank you and so we, much. Thanks. We, we are so grateful to our listeners too. We want to ask you to please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Late Boomers Podcast, where you can watch the video version of our podcast. And also please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and give us a five-star review, please. We're on Instagram at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins and at Late Boomers. Let us know if we have inspired you to take action. Thanks Take again, action. Heather. Take Thanks action. Again, you are a superstar. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact. <laughs>